Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining Talk with Judith tonight. I'm excited tonight because we have a special guest in the house that uh, I want to introduce. And I think this is a, a key to know why I'm playing this song in the background. And we'll start talking about that once I bring him on. But uh, this person is a a, a, a a piano player, an organist, an engineer, play all types of instruments. And um, we talk quite often. And part of launching this podcast was to bring existing relationships that I have, uh, call them up and help me with this launch. And so I reached out to my cousin, Bobby Slack. Bobby Slack is actually um, uh, a gentleman who worked alongside uh, Rance Allen in the start of his career. And so we spent a little time talking about that. And um, I wanted you guys to to hear a little bit of history as we do a reflection uh, on those days with Rance Allen, the late, great Rance Allen. How you doing, Bobby? Hey, Judith, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. And yourself? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for the invitation. Um, not too not too often uh, I get asked to uh, <laughs> do any kind of interviews, but uh, considering, um, you know, con- considering the subject matter, uh, I was more, of course, more than happy to help you, but uh, more than happy to talk about uh, Talk about Rance Allen. We lost a, a true legend in uh, gospel music, but I do want to say something. Um, <clears throat> was there any trouble <laughs> on the genre <laughs> for Rance <laughs> Allen? Because, listen, uh, I, I mean, I read something. I don't know how true it is, but when it came down to gospel music, you know, uh, he he really didn't fit the description because of the <laughs> maybe the tempo or the way the music was delivered. It sound like you was in the club somewhere. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, and, and, you know, something that that most people, uh, you know, aren't aware of. Uh, he and I. And of course, his brother Tom and and Steve. There were a couple of things we we of course we shared our, our love of music. But um, growing up, Lawrence was just a little bit. He and his brother they were they were a little bit older than I was. Um, and um, but in growing up back that you're talking the '60s and the '70s, mm-hmm. uh, we spent. Um, basically almost all our waking waking hours in church. Uh, and so there were a lot of things that other kids in the neighborhood and other kids uh, did that we weren't allowed to do and that we couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, spending so much time in church, um, one of the outlets um, that we did have was music. Um, and so I know with, with Rance and his brothers, probably, you know, one of his early influences 
was, I mean, just being the gifted person that he was, one of his early influences uh, was James Brown. <laughs> and so this is the truth. This and this is, you know, the truth. And so um some of the some of the uh some of the saints in church said, well, hey, hey, those boys, those boys are playing James Brown. <laughs> and uh Rance's Rance's grandmother, who had a tremendous his grandfather pastored, and then his grandmother who had a tremendous influence in, in raising and training him. Um, she said, well, listen, leave those boys alone. You know, as, as long as they're in church, you know, as long as they're in church, that's, that, that's fine. You know? And so <laughs> some of the people kind of, even in those early days, some of the people kind of knew what was going on in, in terms of, of the style and the direction that they were going. And other people didn't care. You know, they were just, they were just enjoying the music. <laughs> they were just, in, they were just enjoying the music. In my, as I said, so I'm probably, so this is 69, 68, 69. So I'm maybe 11 or 12 and every now and then you'd hear you'd hear rants the Rance Allen group on the radio but the funny thing about it just like you said um you would hear oh occasionally depending on the song occasionally you you'd hear something hear them play something on Sunday but then you could very well hear the Rance Allen group um on on a, on the weekday, you know, uh, during during one of the uh, during one of the secular uh, station airings, and so for a lot of you know Christians and, and people that were real devoted gospel music listeners, mm-hmm. that was that was kind of problematic. So <laughs> long, yeah. So long before the Kurt Franklins and uh, the Ty Tribbets and. Uh, um, you know, a lot of a lot of other individuals <clears throat> that that did crossover. You know, you're talking thirty, you know, thirty years. Uh, a big, big, or big so. difference. Oh yeah, thirty years or so before that. You know, the Rance Allen group. Um, you know, because the, and and uh, to your point, uh, another crossover uh, song uh, was done. That was was actually was uh, Edwin Hawkins. And he did, uh, well, actually he did, he, he redid Oh Happy Day. And so this is like 68 or 69. Wow, and, that's a huge song too. Oh yeah. And then so he took an old time traditional uh, gospel hymn and sort of, uh, you know, updated it and, and put a contemporary flavor on it. And then, uh, so, so in the late 60s, some underground, what they called back then, underground radio stations um, got a hold of it. And, oh, happy day. Well, today's today's terminology would be, it went, you know, went viral. But, worldwide. you know, today, yeah, it went worldwide. And so, um, similarly, you know, so those are the two only early gospel artists that, um, you know their work uh, just just crossed over and had had tremendous uh, you know had tremendous impact. But 
you know, Edwin Edwin stayed pretty safe because, as I said, most everything he did was in the church, and and you know, Oh Happy Day wasn't too controversial. But you know, the rant, yeah, the Ransalin group, it was as popular. You know, it was the church people liked it, but they said, uh, uh that music is that music is too worldly. <laughs> the the the, sec, the 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 secular people who loved it. But then they would turn around and say, "Yeah, but that's that's still just a little too churchy." So you it's know, the group, line, huh? it was a it was a it was it was and it was it was, unfortunately it was something that um, that I don't know if using if the word haunted, but it was something it was a problem that loomed over the group for years to come because they never fit. It's almost any... like an identity uh, crisis with your yes with your music. I, it also brings me to the mind of BB and CC Winans. Oh when, yeah, uh, they would cover certain songs and and do certain things in in their time frame. Um, oh yeah, uh, when you listen to like Addicted Love. Or oh yeah, Close to You or, or even Oh yeah, they did I'll Take You There. You know, uh, oh yeah, staple. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so there oh, are absolutely. there are songs that are out there, and you just can't quite uh, identify where they fit. And 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 you're talking about a big year gap. So uh, Rance Allen uh, group really kind of set the stage for uh, a lot of differences between the church and the secular, and to still um, try to be accepted because I don't know. For sure, I would have to go back and look, but sometimes those issues present a, a problem when it come down to awarding uh, artists. With when it come down to award shows, you know what category um, does this music fit in? See, well, what you said is what you said is is ever so true. Um, now, as I say, their first their first album on stacks came out in in 1971 um and just interestingly enough they're not to, and to probably maybe some people surprised the rance allen group never won a grammy they were and all those in nearly 50 years uh of performing they never wanted they were nominated wow, but they I never, never knew that they never won a grammy award they won uh, they won, um, I believe some American music awards. And then, uh, what's the, um, the, um, the gospel music, like stellar, uh, stellar, uh, they, they won, they won several stellar awards, but this even, even, well, even with that, when it came to the Grammys, um, they, they, they didn't know what category to put them in. And so at points in time, they were in traditional gospel. They were in contemporary gospel. They were in, they, 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 they put them in quartet. Um, They put, I mean, so yeah, contemporary uh, quartet, traditional. um, And we were always, we were always just kind of just puzzled. Because as I said, you know, there were times they were going up uh, in, uh, against the Williams brothers, uh, uh, 
Lee Williams and and uh, uh, spiritual QCs and uh, I mean just all all kind yeah, of they groups. They were all over and, the place. The place they were, they were up against Shirley Caesar, um, Milton Brunson. Um, they were up against the Winans. And the thing about um, most of those comparisons, or, or just being bounced from one category to another, um, the Rance Allen group never really got because of, I guess, the thing that came back to haunt them of uh, what style are they, they never really got the airplay. Uh, even though, you know, a lot of people knew about the Rance Allen Group. A lot of people would go to Rance Allen Group concerts. Rance Allen Group never, ever got um, the airplay. Wow. So, so if they were, you know, in a Grammy or a stellar award show up against, let's say, the Winans, well, quite naturally, you know, the Winans did get more airplay, you know, right, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so, so, so to the general or the average uh, consumer or listener, um, they would be much more familiar um, with the wine or Shirley Caesar or so. And so, you know, as awards go, but you know, that never really bothered him. Um, it, you know, at least what he tells me, um, uh, you know, the award and he didn't, he didn't do it. And, and the group didn't do it for the awards. He appreciated them because, you know, he appreciated what from, it didn't oh, stop absolutely him from doing, not. but I do see where, uh, I was reading about it. It said the group was, uh, incorporated in rock and soul and then oh, yeah. uh, traditional black gospel and then yeah. had a crossover and and it was just different uh different uh placements um then it said in 78 it was uh i think the top 30 i belong to you was one oh yeah of the, uh, top 30 of the r&b hit yeah <laughs> it yeah. says r&b hits yeah it was it was as a matter of fact uh uh, the, the record label was called Fantasy Records, and matter of fact, Fantasy had bought because um, Stax was the original record label that they were signed to. Fantasy had bought out uh, Stax Records, and I Belong to You was the first album on 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 Fantasy, and the record. It's just funny you mentioned that particular song. The record. And at least according to Rance's brother Steve, the record was was kind of he just wasn't getting the airplay, and it was kind of flailing actually. And then at the last minute, they decided to put "I Belong to You" out there. It resurrected that record, and that particular song just went through the roof. And uh, you know, so it, it it was just it was. You know, I, I remember hearing a guy. I was, I think, um, I uh, I had attended college for a couple of years, and uh, there was a guy on uh, in my dormitory. And this was not so. This was nineteen seventy four, and all of a sudden, I'm hearing something, something playing over the stereo in 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 the dorm room, and this guy who really wasn't even a church guy, playing um, Rance's song. Uh, ain't no need of crying. 
when it's raining. And so, as I said, this is 74. And wow. so that's, that's, that's the kind of, so this, like I said, this guy was nothing near, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a church, an avid churchgoer or, or, or Christian, but Rance and the Rance Allen group just had that kind of, uh, had that kind of reach, you know, to, uh, to just touch, touch, touch anybody and everybody. So Ray, really what it, what his music did, it was highly influ- influential to uh, the secular world as we know in, in the gospel industry you know, if it's not talking about God, it is talking about something else. You know, what we what we say the gospel is according to the word, the uh, yeah. the birth, the death, and the resurrection. You know, when he died on the oh. cross. Uh, oh, absolutely. That, that is absolutely. the gospel according to uh, Christ Jesus. So, right. if it wasn't uh, uh, proclaiming or or singing anything about the birth, the death. Uh, the resurrection of uh, Jesus Christ, it really wasn't the gospel. But I know there are songs that don't specifically say Jesus. I look right. at it like this. A lot of the secular songs come from gospel. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> when, you, when you look at the roots and you go down, you know, as your uh, forms of music, you know, you have different forms. You know, you have your ABA form of music. You have different forms when you're playing the music, right. and then you have blues. See, right? Your blues forms. Right. So then you have different types of uh, um, um, scales too. Oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. Uh, on the piano, you know. Oh, absolutely. Whether you're in different modes as well. Whether right. You're in the Dorian, the the Mixolydian, the Phrygian. Right. <laughs> so right. Right. There's modes of music. Um, right. Which can really, when you really, really look at um, some of the chord changes and you as a piano player and composing, um, you you may hear that James Brown, which is horn heavy, but oh, yeah. uh, uh, some of the chord changes within the horn section, you can hear where, man, that could be a lick that was in a gospel song. So oh, yeah. from my understanding, James Brown used to hide out uh, uh, and and go sneaking and and watch the preacher. <laughs> oh yeah, see, yeah, that's true. That's so, true. That's true. So there's some changes of of music that's going on, uh, be, behind it all, and at the end of the day, there's still roots to me come from the gospel. Uh, then you think about the soul. You really see. can't impact anybody musically if you don't have soul. Oh, that, it's as a you know as a singer you sing and you play but as a singer or musician you know the gift that god has has given all musicians or singers um is we we understand it be, that it is it's something that it, there's a depth and there's really a, a a spirituality to it because other than other than preaching Mm-hmm. Nothing can nothing can touch the human spirit or affect the human soul um, like music can. Right. And nothing crosses all boundaries mm-hmm. uh, of human communication and interaction like mm-hmm. music does. So, list you know, as as a young boy, you know, listening to rants, um, I grew up 
and well, we were like 20, 20 miles apart. He was in Monroe, Michigan. I was in Toledo, Ohio, where it's like 20 miles apart. But there was a radio station just across the, the Detroit River uh, in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, called mm-hmm. CKL, CKLW. And over then, back then, I think it was like a 50,000 watt AM station. <laughs> and it had what back then in the 60s and uh, 70s, it was called, you know, the top 40 format. And uh, I remember my father had bought me a little transistor radio. So mm-hmm. I grew up, you know, and I had a little ear earpiece in. And so I'd be in the bed at night and I tuned it in. So back then I was listening to everything from uh, the big band era songs to I was listening to uh, uh, Sam Cooke. I was listening to Burt Bacharach, Dionne Warwick. I was, you know, all the Motown stuff. So basically just the, you know, the, the love of music caused me to delve in um and 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 just explore and open myself up to every type of music but still having that that gospel uh the gospel roots um and and then you know I said the thing because I did like I did like the R&B <laughs> so much and I guess that was just a magnetic draw to uh to 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 the Rance Allen group music because I'm like oh man I can you know uh, I was just a kid and I said man what I wouldn't give uh, what I man what I wouldn't give to be able to play with those guys and little <laughs> did I know just thinking of it and then some some years later the opportunity uh, the opportunity availed itself and uh, so as they say I was. Uh, for you know, for almost ten years, so I was I was living the dream. <laughs> 